Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, <laughs> gorgeous, very hardworking, <laughs> Disney ice cream loving wife oh, and co-host, yeah. Michelle. One of my favorite things. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. Thanks, too. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Saturday, August 5th. 2023 and the episode is dropping on Sunday August 6th 2023 just a couple more weeks I think of these split recordings where I'm we're recording them on one day and dropping the episode on another yeah because pretty soon I'll be starting my new job and right that, and with we'll weekends it. off yeah and so I'll be back to the good old days where we will probably record and drop episodes usually on the same Sunday. day yeah. yeah that'll be great that'll be that fun will be fun that will be fun. As for today's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter? X? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Not sure. The app has changed now. It has that X logo, but I still just call it Twitter. I don't know what I know. it is. I get here different People refer to it differently. Some people call it X now. Yeah. I'm going to go with still with Twitter, Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. <laughs> That is right. <laughs> I got it right for once. I, I was mixing it up here, honey. <laughs> Speaking of the Gmail account, we did get a message from one of our listeners about last week's episode, our 80s hits that we wish were Disney songs Ooh. episode. This came from Scott in Minnesota. He said, hey, Tom and Michelle, first of all, I love this episode of Hyperion Adventures podcast with the top five 80s songs for Disney. I, too, am a child of the 80s, and my mind has been spinning right round ever with ideas ever since. <laughs> yes. That was close, honey. You were yeah. close. Spinning right round, baby, right round like a record, baby. <laughs> Firstly, to Bravo. answer your plea of, of some way to use Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer, I think I have the perfect solutions. This song seems to be tailor-made for the Muppets to use while traveling by map. Yeah. I can just see the gang hang stuff into Dr. Teeth's van, rocking out, singing at the top of their lungs. Whoa, we're halfway there. I'm not going to hit that note. Whoa, <laughs> living on a prayer. Take my hand. And we'll make it, I swear. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. You did more of this song. You are very brave. I'm very I'm proud of you, sweetie. Of I'm already, everybody else is already skipping or <laughs> yeah. just turning right. our show Quickly off. Quickly fast forward. Yes. <laughs> he went on to say, you're welcome. And also, you're welcome for that terrible singing. Uh, the eight, other 80s classics that will fit right in. And Tom, when you mentioned Frozen, hashtag real men love Frozen, and a song for Anna to sing towards Hans, I thought... You were going this way with Foreigners Cold as Ice. Oh, sense. yeah. Or the Bengals Hazy Shade of Winter could also uh, serve for Frozen as well. I, I also thought of another one during the week. Um, I thought that not in this, you know, not with Anna and Hans, but with Kristoff, you know, kind of maybe from Frozen 2 uh, singing to, you know, or singing wanting for Anna, of course. Right. I, I thought Hearts Alone might work, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, for so long, I always got by on my own. I never really cared until right. I met you. Yeah, that's and true. Why can't I get you alone? You know, right. he's trying to figure out that time to right. propose to her. Sure. I kind of thought that song might yeah. fit in as well. Because again, it's a fun topic to think about. Yeah, I, I'm really impressed that we did get some really good vibes from people about mm -hmm. this this topic. And you were very creative to come up with Thanks. it. And Thanks. I think what uh, Scott's sharing is awesome too. Yeah. He's got more. I know. So let's go through a few more here. 
And as a song, as good a song as Van Halen's Dreams is, which of course was on my list, it's kind of a softball to use for a nighttime spectacular. I disagree, but fine. Whatever, Scott. <laughs> I thought Love Walks In would be a perfect anthem for Bell and Beast. I actually think Love Walks In, I, I don't disagree with you there, Scott. I think Love Walks In could be good for a montage for many, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, you know how they do that when they do the projections on the castle, they tend to do like a montage of several different um, scenes from different movies. Right. And maybe that could be something that could yeah. be for different love stories from various different movies. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and he went on to say, I'm not going to sing it, but and then you sense a change. Nothing feels the same. All your dreams are strange. Love comes walking in. Okay. <laughs> and the thought of Mrs. Potts belting this ditty out makes me smile. I'm, I'm Michelle just ready to leave the show. Right <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm, I, like I said, you're brave and proud of you, honey. Proud of you. <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say, I'm not going to do this whole thing, Scott. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do this whole thing, but I will do a couple more here. And you know, I had to choose a song from my favorite 80s band, Oingo Boingo. At first, I thought Dead Man's Party could go into Haunted Mansion, especially with the nightmare overlay uh, with the Danny Elfman tie right. in there. But on second thought, this song belongs in the land of the dead from Coco, uh, maybe even specifically mm. and quite literally at Ernesto de la Cruz party. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yep. For sure. Finally, Tom, you wanted a way to work the quintessential 80s song, Take On Me by AHA. And I think I may have a way, not specifically <laughs> tied to a movie, but remake the video using the characters from Tangled. Flynn and Rapunzel pay the protagonists and Mother Gothel can be the diner attendant in the goons <laughs> where the wrenches are obviously the Stabbington brothers. I sort of can see that. I mean, right. again, it doesn't, it's kind of a stretch on what we were trying to do, but I, I get it. Yeah. And I do think it would be Rapunzel taking Eugene's hand more than Eugene taking Rapun- or Rapunzel's hand, like, the, you know, the guy and the, the, uh, right. the girl, the protagonist in the yeah. original video. But I don't agree. Okay, I will go ahead and get to the rest of his songs. He did have a bunch of honorable mentions. A bunch of honorable nice. mentions. Here they are. Uh, Africa by Toto for The Lion King. He's more simple into a lot of these. Uh, Talking in Your Sleep by The Romantics for Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. He had uh, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. He said for it could be Sheer Khan's theme. I don't know if that really works because I kind of think that, you know, Eye of the Tiger was kind of an underdog song. And mm. I don't think, Sheer Khan was an underdog <laughs> in that story. Mowgli was the underdog, right, if yeah. anything. I see what you're so, saying, yeah. Um, I can see both sides. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses for the Jungle Book. Again, a little on the nose, but okay. Uh, Down Under by Men at Work for Finding Nemo. Nice. <laughs> Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham for Snow White or Poison by Alice Cooper. I like Poison. <laughs> I think that's kind of fun. <laughs> Uh, Footloose by Kenny Loggins for Cinderella. I guess that's just slipper loose, personally. Yeah, I love these. <laughs> uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper for Brave. I guess that would be Meredith's team oh, yeah. there. <laughs> Walk This Way by Aerosmith and Run DMC for The Little Mermaid. I guess <laughs> she's learning to walk after she gets her legs. Those are funny. That's hilarious. And this one goes deep. You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon for Angels in the Outfield because Christopher Lloyd's character was called Al because on the American League initials on his hat. So Ah. it it, it took a while to get there, but you got there. Yeah, yeah. I think those are great. Actually, Africa was one I was thinking of and for the same reason. I thought about it. Again, I I thought it might have been a little bit too much on the nose. Mm -hmm. You know, I was trying to go a little bit more deep into it i don't know but it's still good anyway <laughs> you deep wow i know i know, I know. <laughs> deep in deep the shallow end <laughs> so about three feet deep anyways he went on to say i don't know if we need a 90s version it's just going to be all boy bands and nobody wants that and i <laughs> totally disagree with you scott in that regard I do too <laughs> yeah and by the way if it is just boy bands fantastic good <laughs> it's gonna be awesome but there's more music i mean it's 90s was grunge for one thing you True. can go more opposite of boy bands than that but I, I i will tell you this also that our second most popular episode ever was disney in the 90s yes. okay uh so <laughs> you better believe we're gonna be doing the 90s <laughs> in this for sure for sure so. are you arguing with one of our listeners always really? <laughs> 
Shame. I'm not. Shame. I'm not. I'm not. I appreciate Scott and I appreciate all you I know. It's totally great that he sure. he participated uh, in sharing those great ideas. Yes. And we'd love to hear more of them. More ideas is great. I've told you, we're eventually we're doing the 90s. Just be prepared for that. If you want to start sending us stuff for the 90s, we'll keep it in the archives <laughs> and get ready to whip it out when that episode comes out. So uh, just uh, have it ready to go. Because yes. we're excited to do the 90s coming up here <laughs> in the next several weeks. At some point. It won't several be too weeks, soon. Couple, yeah. I was because I think soon, we have, we're kind we, of jam-packed with things. Yes coming up we have a lot of stuff coming up that'll be fun for sure now before we get into the meat of this week's show you know we always like to take a look back at the week that was because uh, you know there can be some tough moments in the week but that's not what we're about we're the disney podcast of positivity we like to look at the positive moments from the week and point those out and celebrate them we call it my favorite thing from this week and when we do this segment we always start with michelle because she's awesome (laughs) wonderful all things fantastic in the world you know she does the best research i think you're going to hear that next week Hmm. you know she does (laughs) the best lists you heard that last week and every week you know she does the best tips she also always has the best my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Uh, so my favorite thing actually had to do with our son, Scott. You know, I, I think I'd mentioned previously that he was accepted into a new uh, work training program. And he really struggled with actually participating in that uh, this week. But he did overcome his fears and he did a couple full days that I was really impressed with and happy and relieved. And I think this is going to be a good thing for everybody. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's, he's starting to get it. It was a little baby steps at first, but he's getting there and I think it's going to be a very good thing. I agree with you. Yeah. That's a good good thing. Seeing him accomplish that and getting past his fears. Uh, That is awesome. Yeah. Always good to get past fears. Right. What about you? Uh, My favorite thing from this week, and it goes back to something you talked about just a little bit ago and talking about last week's episode. I was glad to hear that several people expressed that they really enjoyed that episode and thought it was fascinating and something different than maybe they've heard before. Especially, uh, I'll call out Tony the Disney Dad with a great social media post that was really, really nice. So touching that he wrote that. I was like blown away with just how... How generous he was with his compliments. Yeah, and that just made me very happy because it was kind of, it was something that I, I thought was, was going to work. Uh, I was hoping it would work. It's something I enjoyed thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to, you know, expanding on it and going, like we've already talked about, more into the future. So I'm glad it seemed to resonate with some people. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. For sure. So let's go ahead and move on to this week's show. I have lots of stuff for you this week, including we now know when you'll have the opportunity to spend a merry, jolly old time at the happiest place on earth. We'll tell you a bit about that. Uh, Also, it just became easier to find that key dining reservation at both the Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts. We'll tell you what that's all about as well. And we received a little more information about what the future holds for a closed Disneyland hotel dining location. We'll tell you all about that too, but that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our very sweet treat of a main topic of the week. Well, Michelle, it's summer. Yeah. I mean, we're in August now, and it has been hot. It's brutally hot everywhere. But there's a wonderful treat that I think pretty much everybody enjoys out there. And I know, yes, of course, we're talking about summer and it cooling us off because it's summer. But I think ice cream is virtually any time of the year we're going to enjoy a nice oh, yeah. Sunday, a nice shake, a nice float, a nice... Right cone whatever yeah definitely and there's a lot to choose from yes there's some great ones throughout the disney parks and i think michelle has gone through and listed a few of the better spots out there just in case you're going to be visiting anytime soon and you might be uh, you know what i might really (laughs) like a little ice cream right and you know there's like i said there's so many 
you could talk about seasonal ice cream treats or, you know, with the festivities and things, but that would just take forever to go through. Forever. Forever. So I thought, um, let's just look at some, some of the kind of more unique or special ice cream treats that you can get at Disney parks. And again, I could have included Disney Springs and downtown Disneyland, but did not do that for this episode and kind of categorized it into special ice cream treats, traditional sundaes with a twist of something that makes Mm. them a little special. And then again, shakes or drinks. All right. With ice cream. This is good. So this is all stuff. um, I don't know. Has there's any stuff that we've tried that you have on the list? Yeah, some of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, We haven't hit up every ice cream shop. Our favorite is probably the uh, Plaza Ice Cream Parlor right there at Magic Kingdom at the corner near the hub. Um, That's probably where we get most of our regular ice cream treats. We're not talking about like Mickey bars or whatever. Yeah. um, That's probably... But... um, we are more than willing to hit up a few other ones and then we're looking forward to checking some out. Yeah. And over the years, I've, I've tried some different ones as well. And so, yeah, we'll go through. I mean, I know it, people love, as we do, Dole Whip, things oh, like course. that. But Not really this, ice cream. There's no right, cream in it. Right. It's so a I'm good, really, nice, cold, refreshing treat for sure. I, again, for the purposes of trying to, you know, edit to not go too bored, overboard on this, um, I, I didn't include those. Okay. So there you go. All right. So uh, probably a lot of people have heard the kitchen sink Sunday, and you know I think infamously through beaches and cream. Um, but there are, and, and those are Sundays. If you're not familiar with it, those are huge. They have actually Sundays within Sundays, or you know they're just supposed so- to be. It's supposed to be made for four people to enjoy. Is yeah, what they say yeah. on there. I think that. Um, Fewer than four people have enjoyed it at times, <laughs> yeah. but that is what it's documented as being. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty massive. Um, but the good news is the kitchen sinks locations that you can get that those tasty treats, and, and some of them have variations, are at various different establishments now. So obviously, uh, beaches and cream. Now they do have that to-go window where you can get a mini, or not mini like Minnie Mouse, mini meaning small, Mickey sink. Um, but the new shop, the Boardwalk Ice Cream Shop, mm-hmm. has a kitchen sink Sunday that they offer. And at Disneyland, uh, Clarabelle's at Disney California Adventure Park mm-hmm. has the Mickey sink as well as the mini sink Sundays. There you go. That's good that you can get the mini sink, both literally and physically, uh, there at Clarabelle's. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. But let's go on to some other special ice cream treats that okay. you can find throughout. Both, and I've, I've covering both Disney World, Walt Disney World, as well as Disneyland Resorts. Okay. So now oh, this one to me is like the piece de resistance. Is it? Yes. Over at Epcot's French Pavilion, um, they have the uh, L'Artisan de Glace, little ice cream. Say that again. No. <laughs> L'Artisan de Glace. That was very good. I could not do that. I'm very impressed. I'm not even sure I'm saying that right. It's basically the, it's not gelato, but it's kind of like the gelato shop that you see the long line for all the time there. Right, Yeah, it's kind of tucked away. Some people might not even see it. Like if you're going by the shops and towards... um, La Patisserie. Yeah, then you can kind of see it there on the left. Um, But like Tom said, you look for the lines yeah (laughs) and you'll see it but there's some real good reasons why so this one is called the croque glace and it's think of like an ice cream sandwich but instead of like cookies on the side it's homemade brioche bun yeah that they put um ice cream in the center and press it and you can add your your sauce they, of choice. They, they heat it really quickly, so but the ice cream still stays cold, but the right. outside is warm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I go over a couple other ones I'd love to try out at that place that I haven't Yeah, I was going to do one yet? other, but go for oh, it. Oh, no, you first. Well, the other thing that I was going to recommend there is the ice cream martini mm-hmm. that has uh, two scoops of ice cream or sorbet. You can do that in a shot of either Grand Menier rum or whipped cream vodka. 
Yeah, depending on what kind of ice cream you choose mm-hmm. is maybe what kind of right. alcohol you'd like to go with it if you so want a more adult version of ice cream. Exactly. Yes. Was there something that shouted out to you on that one? Yeah. Or uh, no, I mean, I like the, I like both of those. Both mm-hmm. of those I had on my list of things to try at some point. Uh, but also the macaron, uh, mm-hmm. that is the, uh, it's kind of an ice cream sandwich only with the large... Macron as the mm-hmm. the you know cookies essentially from the outside of it and again you can pick what kind of ice cream you want with yeah. that and and um, you know sometimes it's a chocolate macaron sometimes it's some different ones right. but um, that sounds interesting as well yes and at this shop they also do um, switch out some of the flavors for seasonal preferences mm-hmm. and things you know and they, and they have some standard as well yeah and we're listing like some of these sundays or specialty items there but you can also go in and and get a cup of ice cream or a cone, you know, an ice cream cone or whatever. Right. All, almost all of these places as well. Right. Yeah. We're just focusing on what are some of the more unique ice cream dishes mm-hmm. that you can sample. And ones that we want to try. Yes. Okay. Uh, going over to Magic Kingdom at one of our favorite restaurants. And you might have to say the name because I always leave out or put them in the wrong order. Jungle Navigation. The Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen. Right, that one. Now, they have a, a unique ice cream dish, um, the Kangaloosh. Yeah. And it's a it's an actually an African-inspired chocolate cake that has caramelized bananas and cashew caramel ice cream and tossed topped with a little bit of coffee dust. Mm, That sounds yummy. Yeah, I know. I mean, when you think of the ambiance of that location to have something, you know, more unique, this just seems to fit that. It's bananas and nutty. Yes. Caramelized bananas (laughs) and cashews. It's bananas and nutty, just like your local (laughs) skipper, Jungle Cruise skipper. That's true. That's true. Um, still over at the Magic Kingdom, but at Storybook Treats is Rapunzel's Sunday. Now, this one is such a beautiful dish. So it's a, it's um, it starts with a shortcake, and then it has some uh, wild berry soft served ice cream and Dole Whip, um, Dole Whip lemon, and they top it with berry compote and these beautiful little like sugar flowers Mm. if you look at it all you can think of is rapunzel's Rapunzel's hair hair. yeah Mm. Uh, i'm sure it's going to be in high demand on princess day because it's beautiful isn't everyday princess day (laughs) it is for me (laughs) that is true Were there any other locations at Magic Kingdom that you were thinking of? Um, well, just, I mean, our standard, you know, which mm-hmm. is the, the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor, I think is 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 just fantastic to go get some nice ice cream there and sit down and look at the castle. Sometimes there's a show going on yeah. or whatever. Maybe the parade's coming by, but it's a great spot. Right. Um, we normally go and we get the brownie sundae, I think, mm-hmm. most often when we're there. And when you get that, you can get your choice of ice creams and everything with it. But I was looking at the menu and I was realizing there is a Sunday there that I think I'm going to have to try the next time we're there because okay. I am a lover of peanut butter. If you know me, you know I love peanut butter. And the All-American Sunday there has old-fashioned vanilla and chocolate ice cream with hot fudge, peanut butter drizzle, Ooh. whipped cream, and a cherry. I mean, that sounds... Fantastic. I may have to switch it up a little bit. We know we, like I said, we normally go for the brownie sundae, which is very good and it's a hit every time. Um, But I might have to shake it up and try the all American sundae. There you go. Maybe we each get an order of one of them and share. Gee, we're going to have to have more ice cream. That's really, really (laughs) difficult on us. I know. I guess we're going to have to make a couple more laps around the park to burn (laughs) that off. That's true. Um, That's true. But that's it for Magic Kingdom. Cool. Okay. Um, going on in the category still of some specialty ice cream dishes over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, Gico, the cooking place, they have what's called the Malva Pudding. It's milk turt ice cream, katefi kanutul, and cabernet gelée. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying those words right, but it's an, an amazingly beautiful dish. It actually looks like a bird's nest, and in the center is the ice cream, and then it has this cookie that sort of looks like a bird 
It's inspired by a bird, I nice. guess. Yeah. Um, the dish is actually inspired by an African treat called milk, <laughs> with an E, milk tart, also with an E, meaning milk tart. Ah. That's typically like a sweet pastry with custard. So they took that as inspiration. Wonderful. Yeah. Interesting. And the That's other one thing I love about the Animal Kingdom lodges and their a lot of their restaurants is that you find some really interesting dishes there. Not to, obviously, um, we're talking desserts right now mm-hmm. and ice cream, but I mean throughout their menus, oh, yeah. I mean, just stuff that you've you know never really had the great opportunity to sample. But I always find them very flavorful and wonderful. Right. Yeah, very unique. And um, I know that a lot of folks have pointed out at the parks, some of the, the spices and things tend to get toned down so that it hits a broader uh, based audience. However, at this resort, this restaurant, they really do bring out the, the, the flavors. Yeah, and many of them there. I think that they, they try and do their best. I mean, they do also, I don't think they go crazy with it. Um, there's a balance right. there because they know what they're, clientele is mostly going to enjoy so mm-hmm. um you're not going to find the super spicy dishes there for the most part but they do hit a good flavor profile and some good spice on a lot of yeah. their dishes for sure right right mm-hmm. now over at disneyland another special thing that they had there for an ice cream dish can be found at the golden horseshoe mm-hmm. and that's the peach cobbler sunday yeah, i had that on my list of uh, sounding yeah. really good yeah. yeah so it's peach ice cream topped with a warmed cooked uh, peaches and crumbled topping so just kind of like a peach cobbler only it's ice cream instead yeah but yeah that sounds really good yeah but, but, but you get that warm uh from the warm cooked peaches the cold you know it's it's almost like a pie a la mode you know right in a cup i would guess is what it's served in it's not a dish that you find throughout surprisingly at a lot of places at disney it's it's fairly i think unique to mm-hmm. there yeah so. no that sounds good all right so you get to pick the next category do you want to go with traditional sundays with a little special twist or ice cream drinks um well we always need to finish off with a drink so let's go ahead and go with the regular sundays first. all right yeah. So as I mentioned, these are, for the most part, your basic Sunday, like a hot fudge Sunday. But they they are something a little different that you might not find at all of the ice cream establishments there. And we'll start over at Hollywood Studios at Hollywood Scoops, and there you can find the brownie Sunday. Now that brownie is in the shape of Mickey Mouse. So mm. that in and of itself, well then it has no makes calories. It special. That's right. <laughs> It also has Mickey-shaped uh, sprinkles. But the thing about the brownie is it's house-made there. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Very good. That yeah. So. Like, I already said I love a brownie sundae, so right? that's one we'll have to check out. I know. Again, no calories. It's Mickey-shaped. That's right. It's Mickey-shaped. Now, over in Disneyland at Clarabelle's, they have the Oswald Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that is scoops of vanilla and chocolate ice cream served in a, a waffle cup. And obviously it has the traditional whipped cream, hot fudge, chocolate morsels, cherry. But it also comes along with a chocolate dip frozen banana. Oh, yummy. So, yeah. Very cool. Makes it a little special that right. you wouldn't see. While we're at Clarabelle's, there is a Sunday. It's a seasonal Sunday that's there right now. Mm-hmm. But um, one that I was intrigued by and I was wishing we were there to sample it because... Again, peanut butter lover that I am. Right. Uh, they have a PB&J banana split sundae mm-hmm. at Clarabelle's going on right now, which is chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry ice creams with peanut butter, chocolate, and strawberry sauce. Uh, obviously a banana. It's a banana split. And waffle cone pieces to go in with it. I mean, that all sounds yeah. amazing. Right. I really want to try that sundae. Very I hope cool. It happens to be around when we visit I know it's seasonal, so it may be gone, but right. man, I would hope that's around when we go and visit in January. Yeah, it seems like a, a an ice cream that would be, mm-hmm. a, a sundae that would be, I don't know why it's seasonal, because it seems like it's something that could be any time. Yeah, I mean, any time for me, that's for sure. <laughs> it's good. Uh, there's a couple other sundays still over at Disneyland, over on the West Coast, and at staying in Disney California Adventure Park at Giardelli's Soda Fountain and Chocolate Shop. 
Now, they obviously have all types of sundaes. In fact, there's so many different varieties of sauces that you can select there. And the reason I included this one was because they include real melted Ghirardelli um, to make their handmade signature hot fudge sauce that they do every day. Wow. So that's pretty cool. And Ghirardella chocolate's pretty darn it good. It is pretty darn good. And what I really like there is that they have dark chocolate sauce too because they use their dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. There's even a, a sundae that uses, that includes their dark chocolate and caramel wafer bars, which is one of my favorite mm, very good. desserts. Yeah. That sounds yummy. Yeah. Now at Carthay Circle, they have a caramel popcorn ice cream sundae. Now this comes in a soda fountain glass and it looks very much like your base basic traditional, you know, ice cream and hot fudge sauce layered. Mm-hmm. In the, but then they add on this huge cluster of caramel popcorn <laughs> and drizzle that with some chocolate sauce and whipped cream, and it is to die for. That sounds good. That sounds like a lot of different flavor profiles hitting there and a lot of different textures. Right. And that's, that's Not the plus. easiest to eat, but <laughs> definitely me, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> now, coming back over here to the East Coast at Typhoon Lagoon, actually, they have uh, the Sand Pail Sunday, and that's, again, that's more your typical soft serve ice cream with toppings, but what's really cool about this one is it comes actually in a sand pail toy. <laughs> so if you forget your sand pail and you have a hankering for some ice cream, well, then you're, 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 you're covered. Yeah. You're covered. So that's over at uh, Happy Landings Ice Cream. Nice. Yeah. So did you have any other Sundays that you were hankering oh, to try? so many Sundays that I <laughs> want to try. Uh, so many. Let's just go down uh, the list here. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start at uh, Boardwalk Ice Cream and, of course, in the Boardwalk area, mm-hmm. uh, in Ep- uh, just outside of Epcot, in between Epcot and the Hollywood Studios, of course. Again, peanut butter. There's the Thundering Surf Peanut Butter and Chocolate Sundae, <laughs> uh, which is a peanut butter and hot fudge delight featuring chocolate and vanilla ice cream, peanut butter and chocolate morsels, whipped cream, and a cherry. By the way, that is also something very similar to that is available mm-hmm. also at Beaches and Cream. It's called the No Way Jose Sundae. Yeah, that's a real there. famous mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can try both at either of those places. Speaking of beaches and cream, another relatively famous one, their Snickers Sunday. Mm -hmm. I do like a good Snickers. Uh, This is three scoops of vanilla ice cream smothered in hot fudge, marshmallow topping, and Snickers bar pieces (laughs) with whipped cream, chopped peanuts, and a cherry. Very good. That does sound delicious. I was just contemplating it like, hmm, sounds like a good choice, Mm -hmm. honey. If we're looking for something a little more boozy in the way of a Sunday over at Beaches and Cream, there's the Bailey's Sunday, mm. which is coffee ice cream topped with hot fudge, chocolate brownie, Bailey's Irish cream, chocolate sauce, whipped cream, and a cherry. Yeah. That is right up our alley exactly. right there. We love our Bailey's. So uh, that sounds good. Uh, over at Disneyland, something a little simpler uh, of our Gibson Girl ice cream parlor um, is the Firehouse Dalmatian Mint Sunday. Mm-hmm. I do like mint chocolate chip ice cream right. as well. Uh, this is mint chocolate chip ice cream and fudge topping, and it's served in a waffle cone. I mean, fairly simple, right? fairly straightforward, but waffle cone, mint chocolate chip ice cream and chocolate. Um, you can't go wrong there, in my opinion, personally. Exactly. I think that pretty much sums up all the Sundays yeah, that, right. I, that called out to me <laughs> once I was doing my brief, extremely brief, far more brief than Michelle's extensive research into this subject. Uh, now, you know, it, like I said, uh, looking at, well, one, things that, you know, we've tried, but also things that we haven't tried that we'd want to try and being able to figure out how to narrow it down. And that's why I decided to go with the categories of specialty type dishes, Sundays with a twist, Mm -hmm. and then ice cream shakes. Oh, there we go. All right. You ready for some ice cream drinks? Let's get to the drinks. All right. Now, not all of them will have booze, but they're all delicious Mm -hmm. and several we have tried. 
Uh, so over at Magic Kingdom, let's start there at Columbia Harbor House <laughs> with the Happy Haunts milkshake. I think this is a drink that uh, Scott and I really pass by going to enjoy every time we're at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, for different reasons. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell them why. Well, so it, first of all, I'll tell you what it has. It's a blackberry milkshake topped with a purple chocolate glazed donut covered with black sprinkles. And the straw that they have is the pattern of the wallpaper over at the Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. So this is something that, uh, well, Scott just loves it as, as itself. We tend to break it up and have milkshake and then later donut. Yeah. Or if Scott's there, you have the milkshake. Maybe you have a little milkshake. You'll have the milkshake. You'll have the donut. Yes. yes. <laughs> but it's a really good donut and a delicious shake. It's it's just the fact that I think that it's blackberry milkshake makes yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's intriguing. Yeah. And it's good. It's tasty. It um, really is. Uh, highly recommended. If, yeah. If you can mobile order it. Yep. Yep. So going back over to Beaches and Cream, this is at their restaurant as well as their to go menu or their take out the window. window. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have the Mickey confetti shake. Mm. So that's vanilla shake with whipped cream and rainbow sprinkles and rainbow confetti cupcake. Mm. And it's served in a souvenir cup. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, the actual shake is probably just standard Vanilla milkshake. Vanilla milkshake. So I'm not, you know, I probably wouldn't have included it here, but the fact that it, it comes with a rainbow confetti cupcake and in a souvenir cup, I mm -hmm. yeah, thought it should make this list. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, now they also have a grasshopper float. That's on my list. All right. So that's a float that has a Guinness stout and mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah. Two which, things that you mentioned that you like. Two things we enjoy very much. Guinness yes. stout and mint chocolate chip ice cream. I'm all on board. Right. It's not surprising that, and we have some in our refrigerator, is Guinness st stout, mint chocolate mm -hmm. Guinness stout. So... It makes sense that those those flavors do go together. They blend well, yes. And something that we've said, I don't know if I've said it on podcast before, but talking to people who are a little skittish about trying Guinness or trying dark stout beers is making them into an ice cream float. <laughs> that gets your desire up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they do work well together in many regards. It's, you know, the stout tends to be relatively creamy in nature so it kind of is almost like a cream soda right. or a root beer if you're going to go non-alcoholic um and so you, you balance out you know stout's sweet but a little bit bitter and then you add some mm -hmm. sweetness to it to balance it out even right. more and you, you've got a really good good drink yeah mm -hmm. personally when i have the desire to put ice cream in my stout like a guinness or whatever Dulce de leche. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a homebrew, so that, anyways, we digress. But there's the Hyperion float. <laughs> yes. You. But at Beaches and Cream, there is a shake that we love. Do you remember what it is, honey? Um, I believe that is the, is it, um, well, I'm, I'm, it's the, oh, it's the s'mores right. one, right? It's the s'mores one, yes. Yeah, it's a s'more shake. So that has a uh, amarula cream and bowls cream de cacao, brown liqueurs, blended with chocolate and vanilla ice cream, topped with marshmallows, chocolate sauce, and graham crackers. Mm -hmm. and it's tasty. It is tasty. It's one of those you can drink it a little too fast, <laughs> but then you realize it. <laughs> but it's delicious. Very Probably good. safer to get one and share it, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> right? But with adults, because it is an adult beverage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is boozy. It's for it is boozy. It's good, though. Mm -hmm. At Epcot, at Fife and Drum, the American Pavilion, they have the American Dream, which is frozen Fanta wild cherry, vanilla ice cream, and frozen Fanta blue raspberry slushy. It's beautiful. It just you, it's when you think of American Dream, it's it's a drink that has the red, white, and Sounds blue. Sounds refreshing. Right, right. So that's pretty cool. Have that with a mm -hmm. turkey leg. <laughs> <laughs> you have the turkey leg. <laughs> I'll have the drink. Um, now going back over to the West Coast at 
uh, Disney California Adventure Park Clarabelle's, they have a coffee milk stout float. That's also on my list. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So right now they're using Smog City Coffee Porter with vanilla ice cream, and it's drizzled with a chocolate espresso salt. So pretty Sauce. yummy. Sauce. What is it? Chocolate espresso salt. Which sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking caramel. Or I'm just like loopy right now. Sounds, now I want some chocolate expre- espresso salt for no. some, put on some of my ice cream. That sounds pretty good. You got to edit that out. No, that's good. I like it. I like it. We got to create that. <laughs> um, do you have any others? Uh, no, actually, you pretty much have gone through my entire list of my limited work look into this. I think that's pretty much everything. Now. Yeah, over at PIMS, they used to have... I don't know if that they still have. Yeah, uh, well, they don't have don't that, have that beer, anymore. beer anymore. Yeah, so the marshmallow milk stout, right. and they used to have a float with that right. as well. That was really, really good. I mean, that was fantastic. But unfortunately, right now, I don't believe they have that beer. I right. may be mistaken on that, but last yeah. we checked on their menu, that beer that was not it. there anymore. But it's too bad because that beer, I mean, just the beer alone, it was it it was like a s'more yes. in a cup. Right, it was so good. It really um, and then you throw ice cream in as well, and it was even better. But yeah. um, uh, hopefully, they find they bring that back at right. some point. And as I mentioned, we're not going to go into the seasonal offerings they have. However, I have to say, Disneyland had some great seasonal milkshakes mm. that you wouldn't see anywhere else. All right. I mean. Bottom line is you're going to go to any of these establishments and there, there, there is ice cream to be found everywhere and any different style that you're looking for right. is throughout the Disney parks and resorts. Uh, you can find it there and they really do their best to find something a little bit different, maybe make something that is somewhat traditional that you would know, but then add a little twist to it and make it wonderful and even more yummy and something that you really, really will want to experience at some point. For sure. And like I said, there's, you can get ice cream and enjoy ice cream anywhere at Walt Disney World or Disneyland in the parks and the resorts and downtown Disneyland and Disney Disney Springs and things. But just wanted to highlight some things that were a little more unique that they had to offer. And this last one, I don't know if it really fits our category, but I really personally feel the need to include it. And that is the blue milk cooler from Batu. There you go. It may not technically fall under the description of ice cream. I know it doesn't, but... Our love of Star Wars. Still love it. We've got to get a little Star Wars in there. Yes, yes. And um, by the way, you didn't really, I know you didn't want to go into anything that's um, really into Disney Springs or downtown Disney mm-hmm. District. But if you get the chance to go visit Salt and Straw and you're looking for something interesting as yes. far as ice cream, that place yes. has fascinating, delicious stuff. Right. Check it out. Whether you're, it doesn't mean yeah. it started, it, well, it didn't start at downtown Disney, but that's where in the Disney areas mm-hmm. it was first. Recently, it wasn't that long ago that it opened up at Disney Springs. Um, highly recommend you yeah. check that out yeah, for that, some. They have some fascinating ice cream flavors and right. combinations, as well as some more traditional stuff as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. That is a very good recommendation. But we'd love to know what did we miss? What ice cream treats do you love that we should be sampling if we haven't done it already? Let us know. Hit us up on social medias. Hit us up to the Gmail account. We'd like to know what spots, what treats should we sample in the near future? Exactly. And hopefully we've uh, intrigued your or what your appetite may be to try some different ice cream dishes. I know. I'm going to go get some ice cream right now. (laughs) All right. As it turns out, I have to put off getting the ice cream because apparently we have more show to do. Oh, geez. I really want some ice cream now after that. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> Jeez. Can't wait. Can't to wait. Get some some of the I mean we did we've tried a lot of those, but can't wait to try some we more have of the a new Disney, ones. A couple Disney trips coming up here yeah. soon. I'm hoping to try out sample some of that great stuff coming up here in the near future. Now, before we get into the Disney stories of the week, I want to talk a little bit about our great friend Nate with Main Street and More Travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips 
what we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan customize a a trip that is going to be the best for you answer your questions it's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything high end it is high end stuff that he will help you out with answer all your questions he is there for you to make sure your trip wherever it may be be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your What you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. There's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right, let's go ahead and get to the Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week. I'm going to start with, we now know when you'll have the opportunity to spend a merry, jolly old time at the happiest place on earth. Yay! This from the Disney Parks blog. They said the holidays at the Disneyland Resort are returning November 10th, 2023 through January 7th, 2024. That is right before we get Yeah, we're just missing it. (laughs) Can you extend that just a little bit more, Disney? I know know you listen. Just a few more days. That's all we're asking. We can't wait for you and your loved ones to create special memories and treasure traditions with new and returning holiday offerings around the resorts. So here's what you can expect at Disneyland this year. Experience cultural celebrations in Disney California Adventure Park with Disney Festival of the Holidays, a distinctly Disney holiday celebration with diverse food, live entertainment, and more. Disney Festival of the Holidays draws inspiration from multicultural seasonal celebrations and cherished traditions of Christmas, Navidad, Diwali, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Three Kings Day. You can enjoy some of the new and returning favorite food and beverage items at the Disney Festival of the Holiday Marketplaces and groove to some music and dance performances (laughs) at the Palisade Stage, Sonoma Terrace, and for the first time in the Hollywood Backlot where Disney Festival Holidays will also be celebrated. Also, get ready to dance along as Disney and Pixar characters march to the beat of the holiday toy drummers in Mickey's Happy Holidays. Sounds fun. Sounds really Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, I love this stuff. Also, festival goers may choose to purchase a Sip and Savor Pass, of course, which if you know Disneyland, if you know Disney California Adventure Festivals, you know all about the Sip and Savor Pass. Hopefully, it offers eight entitlement tabs, which can be redeemed for select food and non-alcoholic beverages from several marketplaces and participating dining locations in Disney California Adventure Park. Basically, if you use it right, it gives you a discount on... Right, if you were to just pay cash. Purchasing purchasing those eight items... Um, and you can use them for, you know, just because you buy one pass doesn't mean you're the only one who can use them. You can use them for your entire family, you can right. buy multiples, right. whatever you want to do. I so wish Walt Disney World for their festivals at Epcot mm-hmm. or whatever would in- introduce the Sip and Saver Pass because right. it is fantastic. It is. It is. But I mean, I, I guess because it's so much more compact at Disneyland and they have maybe less options to choose from or something i don't know but yeah i understand i i just think you know it would be especially maybe even if you just limit it to um annual pass holders and dvc members or something along those lines that it would be a wonderful way to kind of um you know give a little extra boost for those people that are right right are 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 in that uh that area yeah that's true i don't know 
Um, but we love it. We, the Sip and Saver Pass is the way to go if you're planning on either sharing a lot of dishes with several mm-hmm. people or planning on making multiple trips, unless you're a person who can eat eight things in one day. Yeah, uh, they're small plates. Maybe you can. <laughs> maybe you can. I cannot. Lunch and maybe dinner. Maybe you can. Lunch um, and dinner. But anyway, it is the way to go for sure. Uh, moving on with the story, Disney Viva Navidad will return to Paradise Gardens Park for its 10th season. And this year, you can taste your way through the all-new menu at Pacific Garden, excuse me, Paradise Garden Grill. Watch the three Caballeros as they host a joyous street party featuring Mexican folklorical dancers and mariachis, Brazilian samba dancers and percussionists. And Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse in their holiday best as well. Yeah, we love the the, the parades there. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot very of very colorful, mm-hmm. very vibrant, and you're right there, so close to them. And it brings a lot of life to that area. That's kind of in that corner of Disney California right. Adventure Park that kind of gets forgotten because yeah. there's not a lot of attractions right right in that area. So if you don't venture all the way over there. Um, you may miss a lot. So right, it's kind of, miss some of the good food. Right. Too. And they, yeah, I mean, a lot of times a Paradise Garden Grill has some really good food that I we've really enjoyed over there. Yeah, times. exactly. Yeah, for sure. Should we mention the sound in the background there? That <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's that, that would be our son. If yeah. You, if you hear any noises in the background, yeah, I think he's kind of playing along with us. Yes. We go. So, <laughs> if you happen to notice that, that's who that is. Uh, additional festivities in this area will include live music and dancing, uh, visits with beloved Disney characters, and special appearances by Mirabelle from Walt Disney Animation Studios and Kanto. Nice. Of course, yes. Uh, throughout the Disneyland Resort, you can gaze at spectacular holiday decor, including Sleeping Beauty's Winter Castle, adorned with icicles and snow-capped turrets, a gingerbread house inspired by sweet treats and pastries at Disney Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, and Christmas trees with uniquely themed ornaments in both theme parks, the Downtown Disney District, Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa, and the Disneyland Hotel. And of course, there's always that bit of magic when the snow will fall around the Disneyland Park. Yes, very, very cool. Um, I think there's a documentary showing how they do light up the castle in that that what is that style. The, the magic of the the holiday or I think decorating so. decorating disney it's decorating disney yeah like the magic of the holidays or right something like right that. on disney plus and right it's it's really cool to watch i, I assume it's still there. They, yes know, something's got taken off disney plus it might still be there right i think it is i think i was looking recently at some holiday stuff because somebody in this room was really <laughs> likes holidays. Like, I, he was very much still in the Christmas in July, even the August first and second. He's in Christmas in March. He's in Christmas in June. He's in Christmas in September. Yes, he's it's all year it's round. It's very. A, it's a holiday celebration all day, all year long here in this house. Yeah. Uh, more with the story: ornaments, lights, and more will also embellish favorite attractions that get a special holiday overlay in Disneyland. Of course, you'll be serenaded by with choruses of jolly tunes. On the wintry waterway of It's a Small World Holiday, one of our faves. Best. And Jack Skellington from Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas redecorates the Haunted Mansion, transforming it into the frightfully festive Haunted Mansion holiday, complete with a brand new, hauntingly delightful gingerbread house. Yep, every year they put a brand right. new gingerbread yes. house in there. And uh, coming into there and getting that waft of gingerbread is always a treat. I, If they close down all the other holiday stuff before we get there in January. Just please keep Imagine Holiday <laughs> open for like one more week. Know, right. Please. Please. That is the best attraction when they when they have that holiday overlay. And like you said, yes, it's that that smells that mm-hmm. bring the holiday feel to you. But also it's fairly an impressive gingerbread display that they yeah. put out there. It's always fun and interesting and yes it fits right in it's right it's right on topic with the haunted mansion holiday theme it's really good um also over at disney california adventure of course they'll have luigi's joy to the world and mater's jingle jamboree which will be both undergo seasonal spins for the hall h-a-u-l days <laughs> And of course, the holiday season isn't complete without enjoying some merry entertainment. At Disneyland Park, a Christmas fantasy parade will spread cheer starring characters from 
Disney Animation's Frozen, oh boy, uh, <laughs> Disney and Pixar's Toy Story, and many more. In the evenings, you can watch as Believe in Holiday Magic, Nighttime Spectacular, illuminates the sky with breathtaking fireworks and sprinklings of snow. And for guests who want to add even more holiday magic to their trip, the Holiday Time at the Disneyland Resort Guided Tour will offer a hosted experience of select seasonal offerings and reserved viewing for a Christmas fantasy parade. I'd be all over that right. if we were going to yeah. be around there. Yeah, though. that would be great. Too. Checking out the decorations, checking out the themed attractions, yes. and then getting a reserved seating for the parade. Fantastic. Right. Their guided tours are always so amazing and heartfelt and wonderful. And like you said, and then you throw in that you get the VIP seating for the parade. Whew. All good. Yeah. Special. Uh, meanwhile, at Disney California Adventure Park, World of Color Season of Light will fill Paradise Bay with the spirit of togetherness and love as hundreds of fountains illustrate warm moments from Disney animated films. All about that. Love the holidays at all the Disney parks, right. especially at the Disneyland Resort. Yeah. It's it's overboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sure. good. So good. Um, again, I just wish we were going to be there. I know. Just a little bit earlier for that. But we'll make good and it'll be a great trip no matter what. Maybe for we sure. we should change our dates. Go earlier. Maybe. Come back home earlier. Maybe. Or we'll see. Yes. We haven't finalized anything except for the, the race date. Right. And, you know, anything else. <laughs> we could. We'll see. Well, I don't know what's going to happen, but. It's going to be a fun trip no matter what. All right. we know is we're going to be in Disneyland in January and we're running in the Disneyland 5K. Right. The return of good. Run Disney at yep. the West Coast. It's going to be fantastic for sure. Moving on. Next story. It just became easier to find that key dining reservation at the Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts. This actually came from the todayshow.com of all places. <laughs> They said the Disney dining experience is about to become more pleasant for theme park attendees. Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resort announced on August 2nd that the parks will be rolling out dining reservation enhancements to, quote, simplify planning and make the guest experience more convenient so guests can spend more time enjoying their visits, end quote. In coming weeks, the Walt Disney World and Disneyland websites and mobile apps will show guests all reservation slots that are available to them for their selected restaurant or dining location. Of course, currently, people can only see a few available slots that fit their selected time frame. So it there sounds like what they're going to do is do away with that issue where you, you, know, you clicked on, okay, I want to look for... Uh, a dining reservation mm-hmm. for noon and right. you only got like a few times right around there. Right. And you could click on something like it says lunch and it can open up more times. Like right. it's going to simplify or, And this. or the opposite at right. times too. Yeah. You always had to mess around with it to find the, the, those times. And right. you might, if you just didn't look close enough, you might've missed that perfect reservation right. time that you wanted. Uh, additionally, reservations will be sorted by meal period so guests can see which menu is being served during the time of their reservation. Once on the updated version, uh, when they pick a time like 4 p.m., they will see if either lunch or dinner is being provided. So you'll know, right. like you're, I'm going there, I'm wanting to get lunch, but the dinner menu's right. out or vice versa. So right. that's helpful as yes, well. So that's great. Hopefully Disney IT gets this right. <laughs> But I like the change. I think it's going to be very helpful for many people trying to secure these reservations because it can be a little trickier, you know. Right. Yes. And I can speak from experience. Uh, Just the other day, I was looking for something and I did push lunch and nothing showed up. And I put 1230 and something showed up, which I was like, why didn't that show up as lunch? Yeah, it's kind of messy in in the way it is working currently and has been working. But at least they seem like they realize it's an issue and they're working on to correct that and make it easier for everybody, which is good. It is good. Which is good. Um, Speaking of dining establishments, we received a little more information about what the future holds for a closed Disneyland hotel dining location. This came from the Orange County Register. They said Disneyland plans to turn a dimly lit and lavishly decadent old Hollywood-style hotel restaurant that was home for decades to an upscale steakhouse steeped in Disney history into a seasonal bar and lounge with a lighter and brighter design. So yes, the former Steakhouse 55 restaurant will be converted into a flexible lounge space that will occasionally serve as an extension of a seasonal bar to accommodate more guests during peak periods, according to Disneyland officials. That's what the story is saying. Yeah, it makes sense because it it also, it really was dark and it really looked very, 
uh, uninviting at times. I guess, yeah. I mean, it made sense for a steakhouse. Steakhouses are often kind of right. that way. But I mean, you know, steakhouses only in most in the evenings. I mean, we did enjoy brunch there. We enjoyed tea there. Well, I was going to say, that's yeah. the one thing that I will miss that yeah. they didn't bring back afternoon tea. And that was always something that was very special. Right. right. But I mean, I do think that especially the hotel areas need more kind of lounges. Yes. To, and I think that that seems like a good space. We know Disney does lounges really, really well. Right. We like a lot of their lounges. Yes. I, I have high hopes that this will turn into a spot that we will want to hit uh, fairly regularly. Right. Once we are out there on the West Coast visiting the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. And, and I really think they had a hard time bringing guests to use that steakhouse because there were, by the time you got there, you had passed so many other great options, mm-hmm. whether you're talking in the parks or downtown Disney. And so it really, I think people weren't as, as intrigued to go there to use, to eat at their steakhouse when there are so many other options. Right. And with them adding a brand new wing, you know, with the DVC right. tower that's there, the Villas at Disneyland Hotel right. and everything that means is that many more guests that will be staying there at any given time. Right. So more options than, you know, I mean, there are a couple places. Obviously, Trader Sam's is right there. Right. And the Tangaroa Terrace is right there. And those are great, but this can fill up pretty quickly. Right. Another place to grab a little bite, a little cocktail, you know, right. will be exactly. good. Yes. For sure. Uh they said that Disneyland has not yet announced names or opening dates for the new lounge space and seasonal bar, at the Disneyland hotel. But while Disney and Imagineering has been exploring new options for this former steakhouse 55 restaurant since January, they say the refreshed space will feel lighter, brighter and more cohesive with the rest of the hotel lobby. According to Disneyland officials, of course, steakhouse 55 permanently closed uh, back in July of 2021 during COVID. And right. Everything. Right. So they've been trying to figure out what they're going to do with it. Um, I'm hopeful that this will be a, a cool space that sure. we will want to visit yeah. fairly regularly while we're yeah, out there. I would think so. Mm-hmm, for sure. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle because she's awesome, <laughs> wonderful, Please. all things the best Please. in the whole wide world. Yes. <laughs> she does the best research. You know she has the best list. One thing we definitely know for sure, she has the very best tips. Let's get to it. Here's Michelle's (laughs) tip of the week. So my tip is very simple one. If you're staying at a Disney resort or even on Disney Cruise Line and you really like the bedding, for example, you can contact the folks at Plan Disney and they will research and find out what is the company and the brand or the brand and the style of bedding that was at the resort that you really liked so that you can purchase it for your own home. And speaking of Plan Disney, if you're looking to be uh, considered for the panel for next year, you only have, depending on when you're listening to this, one or two more days yeah. to get your application in online. So yeah, go for it. If, you, if you're a Disney expert at all, if you love Disney, if you love helping people, go for it. Right. It's a lot of fun and you never know. Maybe you'll be the next planned Disney panelist. That's right. Yeah, sure. So we did send the link out in the newsletter, but if you're not a subscriber to the newsletter, well, first of all, subscribe to the newsletter, but also you can uh, email us and we'll send you the links of how to do that. Yeah or hit us up on social media, whatever. Right. We'd be happy to uh, help you out uh, with that. But it's easy to find. Just go to Plan Disney. It's all, it's there for you. Exactly. Michelle's tip, always the best <laughs> I don't tip. I know about that. Especially this week, because my tip is pretty simple. It's like, look, you know, it's the summer. But even when it's not the summer, look at the weather when you're coming to the parks, because <laughs> it can be tricky. And you want to plan your day out the best possible way. Make sure you're paying attention to the weather, especially in Florida, because let me tell you, the weather has been crazy this year. Yeah, it's really it's been unusual. insane this mm-hmm. year with how much rain we've received in between a bouts of large amounts of heat. Right. And if you're going to be spending a lot of money and going out to the parks um, during kind of this time of year, but any time of year, um, you want to make sure you're doing it at the optimum way and knowing like, okay, Around this day, around this time, there may be some storms rolling through. Should we have our rain gear with us? Or do is that a perfect time for us to take a break and and head back and then we can come back after the storms get done? 
you know, or is it going to be super hot today? So we're going to want to get out there early before it heats up to 108. (laughs) Then take a break and then come back in the evening when it starts to cool down again. You know, I mean, it's really, really important to kind of add that into your planning of what you do, not only before you go out, but on a daily basis, you know, watch the weather on the television, get some of the weather apps and check them out Mm -hmm. and, and, and pay attention because it really is a helpful aid to make sure you have the optimal vacation. Yeah, especially if you have little ones that can be really more impacted by, for example, temperature extremes of heat very quickly. And so you're prepared for that and have, like Tom said, a great optimal vacation. Yeah, if you know, like, okay, they're saying the rain is going to start coming in a certain period, either you could take a break and head back, or maybe that's a great time for your dining reservation to take right. that break inside a restaurant. Maybe if you know ahead of what most of the guests do, <laughs> when they're going to be all scrambling inside when that when that deluge hits, right. you'll be already sitting in there comfortably enjoying your burger or whatever it might that be. That is true. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it started. This episode started off the rails and it's finishing off yeah. the rails. But <laughs> that's it for that. Next week, though, we have another great episode for you because we're a month closer to the official 100th birthday of the Walt Disney Company. So that means it's time for another of Michelle's great. <laughs> Uh, Disney at 100 series. Michelle, what are we going to be talking about next week? Um, I think we're going to be talking about uh, the decade of 2010. Ah, to the 2010s. 2010 to the pandemic. I know, I know. I think that's the plan right now, but we'll also be giving a nice report out of some foodie experiences that we're looking to take advantage of. Well, that's the other thing is that, yes, we'll be doing our our Disney at 100 series, which Michelle always does a fantastic job at. I always learn so much. Mm -hmm. Always come away with it knowing more than I knew going into it. And that's fantastic. Information you just didn't need to know. (laughs) But you did you didn't know that you needed to know it. <laughs> no, but you didn't you do. Really need to you know do. Uh, but we are also going to be taking a quick trip out to the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, hitting up a little food and wine, possibly mm-hmm. heading over to Fort Wilderness to sample some of the new stuff over the Trails mm-hmm. Inn and the Crockett's Tavern. So uh, whatever we get to sample over there, we will come back and give you a report on that as well. Right. So that'll be a lot of fun next week. As for this week's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we're on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. You can find us there at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help sponsor our podcast here, uh, you could become a Patreon, which would be great. We love all our Patreons. And the other thing you could do is just tell a friend. Yeah. All great ways just to help support the show, whether it be monetarily or just by word of mouth. We appreciate it anyway. And we mostly just appreciate that you listened to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.